Welcome to the Harvest Time Podcast, where our mission is the commission to make disciples. Join us as we delve into candid discussions, share inspiring stories, and take practical steps in growing together as dynamic ambassadors for the gospel. Get ready to embrace your purpose as a laborer in God's harvest field. I'm your producer, David Wiseman, and here are your hosts, Katie and Caitlin. Hi, welcome back to the Harvest Time Podcast. We are so excited to bring the second episode of the podcast um, this season. And we've just been so grateful and amazed by all of the feedback and um, just encouraging words that you guys have for us. So thank you for listening in, and we are excited to continue the conversation. Um, today, we actually have our first interview guest. We have Anna Kaner with us today. She is a senior linguistics student at Cedarville University, who I've gotten the privilege to know over the past couple of months, and it's just been a real treat. So thank you for being here, Anna. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So yeah, Anna, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, so I'm a senior linguistics major at Cedarville. Um, I have three younger siblings. I'm from West Michigan, small town in West Michigan. Um, and I just love it up there. And yeah, I've been in Ohio for the past few years. And I'll be in Ohio for the next couple of years working on my MDiv. And yeah, it's been great to be here. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're super excited to have you, Anna. Um, I just have to share a little bit. So I got to pray for her when she was doing an internship at the missions organization. And it was just awesome to see the team grow and bloom that summer. So we're just going to ask you a few questions just to hear your story, your experiences, and uh, just to really inspire our listeners. So first question is, when did your interest in missions first begin and who or what influenced that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my interest in missions began my sophomore year of college. Um, at the end of my freshman year, one of my closest friends recommended the book Passion and Purity by Elizabeth Elliot. Um, I'm not a huge reader. I made it through a little bit of that <laughs> book, um, but I really started to love Elizabeth Elliot and just the way that she wrote and her passion for the Lord and her passion for missions and just people hearing about the name of Jesus. And so I started listening to her podcast first semester of my sophomore year of college. Um, and that podcast was just super influential. It's really just a bunch of her recorded talks uploaded to Spotify. Um, yeah, I began listening to that my first semester of sophomore year. And that was when I truly started considering missions. That was when I first really heard about Bible translation and started considering that for my life. And yeah, the Lord just through that was really placing a burden on my heart um, for lost people, um, especially people who don't have the Bible in their language. And so in October of that semester, I met with some family friends who had done Bible translation for a long time in Tanzania. And they first introduced me to the idea of doing a Bible translation internship. Um, and then that summer after my sophomore year um, was when God gave me the opportunity to go on a Bible translation internship. And so, yeah, I would say close family friends, Elizabeth Elliott, and my sophomore year of college. And then I've been taking missions classes ever since my internship and just been continuing to grow in my love for the Lord and desire for people to hear about him. Wow, that's so beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing. I love the simplicity of it. It was a simple <laughs> invitation and you ran with it and God met you. So praise God yeah. for that. 
Yeah, that's really beautiful. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about that internship and any other, what we would call short-term experiences that you've had in missions? Yeah. Um, So my most significant short-term experience was definitely my summer Bible translation internship. Um, I interned with pioneer Bible translators in Papua New Guinea. Um, I would say that one of the most impactful things about that summer was just that I got to spend the summer with missionaries, mm-hmm. um, just people who <clears throat> live in a context where they really have to depend on the Lord for everything they have. They have surrendered their lives to him. They've left family and friends and comfort and just are really living in daily surrender. And the wisdom that those people have is just incredible. Um, and getting to hear their stories of the Lord's kindness and faithfulness to them was just incredible. Um, One of the language groups that I got to work with while I was over in Papua New Guinea, um, they were working on their New Testament. Um, They're currently working on the pastoral epistles. Uh, But while I was there, they had just completed the book of Luke. Um, They were reviewing the draft of Luke for accuracy and clarity. And so it was probably the first time that a lot of them, the translators in the room, had seen this scripture. And I got to be in the room while they were finishing the book. And it was just incredible. Um, I was reading along with them in my Bible at the end of Luke. And I was just hearing all of these languages working together to finish this translation of the end of Luke. And yeah, it was, it was just incredible because I was looking around the room and obviously I couldn't understand everything that was going on. (laughs) I spoke one point, maybe one of the languages that was being, (laughs) that were being spoken um, in the room and just seeing all of their faces Um, all of these men and women just did not know the Lord, um, before the Bible was being translated into their language. And these people had been chained in darkness, um, but had Mm -hmm. renounced darkness, renounced animism and had embraced Christ. Mm -hmm. And now all of these national people were working together with the expat translator to translate the word of God, to reach the rest of their people group. Um, And just, just the miracle of transformed lives that I was watching at, yeah, the ending of the translation of the book of Luke was just incredible. Um, Just such an obvious culmination of the Lord's hand at work. Um, And yeah, I really think that that internship was one of God's greatest kindnesses to me in my life. Um, Before going on it, I had a lot of fear about missions. Um, It was kind of like the internship was God saying, okay, Anna, I've put Bible translation in front of you. It sounds really scary to you, and I know that. Um, But here it is. Try it out for two months and see what I could have for you here. Um, See what I'm doing in the world and see my heart for people. And so by the end of that internship, I I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Mm I I was, it sounds silly, but I was nervous to start Greek classes before that internship. And I just came back from the internship. Of course, I'm going to start Greek classes. Like, (laughs) this is what I need to do. And it was just so kind of the Lord that he let me see the end goal before I started the the process of preparation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just letting me dip my toes into what he was asking me to do. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been really fun for me to get to know Anna because I feel like we've had a lot of parallel journey. Um, you know, I was a linguistics student at Cedarville and I interned 
with Pioneer Bible in Papua New Guinea. So it's been fun to kind of um, just champion the path that that God's put her on as well. Yeah, man, that's so good. I'm so inspired. Um, But with that, you talked a lot about kind of your degree. So I feel like sometimes there's this misnomer in missions where we're like, okay, in order to go make disciples of all nations, I have to like not get an education. I just need to like go meet all these people. (laughs) So my question in that is like, how is your degree preparing you for what God has called you to do? Yeah, so that is a great question. I, before, before going on my internship and afterwards, I was really wrestling with, there's people right now that I can go and I can share the gospel with them. People are dying every day without Jesus, um, pretty much. And, um, so I was hearing about the process that it takes to be sent out, especially to do Bible translation and just all of the educational requirements. Um, And I was really discouraged. Um, First of all, I just think this semester, the Lord has really impressed upon my heart that time of preparation is not wasted time. Mm -hmm. Um, I am taking an Old Testament class right now, and we were talking through, I think it's, yeah, the beginning of middle of first Samuel. And we're talking about David's whole time where he's been anointed, but he hasn't become King yet. And just that whole time, it's, it's a long time. He's running for his life. And that time is just not wasted time. That's David's time in which God is preparing him to be King. And so that has just been super encouraging to me this semester. As I look, I'm, I'm graduating in May, um, but probably have four more years of graduate school ahead of me before Bible translation or whatever the Lord has for me. So that's been really good for me to think about. Um, My actual degree has changed over time. I actually started as a nursing major (laughs) here at Cedarville. So that's a fun fact. Amazing. Um, But by um, the second semester of my sophomore year, I was officially permanently a linguistics (laughs) major. Um, and yeah, so I'm, my concentration is the biblical languages. So I've been able to study Greek for the past two years. Um, I've been able to take missions classes, as I mentioned, and actually my degree is still changing because I just recently decided after I graduate, I'm going to continue pursuing my MDiv here at Cedarville. Um, I've just been, I've just been convinced that I, I think that I have a responsibility to the people that I'm going to bring the gospel to, to not bring them something that I don't understand. Um, I just, yeah, I really, really feel the conviction that I want to be able to understand all of the beautiful connections that there are throughout all of scripture, understand significant theological words, atonement, justification, Mm -hmm. righteousness, holy what do all of these words mean and how can I better understand them to be able to communicate them to people? Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I've been thinking about education. Um, my, my degree has been preparing me very well, um, in linguistics and especially my Bible classes. I've just been really loving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And, and something that we all need to remember is that 
when we're in what feels like these in-between seasons where we're just waiting for God to, to launch us into our assignment, um, it, it's not a waste. It's, it's God forming us into the people that he wants us to be with the skills that he wants us to have. I know Caitlin, uh, you know, can relate to this too, um, that, that these times are so vital. So, you know, you've had a lot of opportunities to, um, to say yes to Jesus. And so what, what has it looked like to obey him and to say yes to him in this season of preparation, in this season, kind of in between adolescence and adulthood, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So just daily right now, it looks like saying no to sin and yes to honoring God and all that I do, um, which is a battle. And I certainly do not do it perfectly, but I have seen the Lord so deeply grow a desire in my heart to be honoring to him in the words that I say and the way that I treat people, the music that I listen to, what I watch and just the way that I work and do school. Um, so that just the daily killing of sin has been, yeah, just daily what it looks like to say yes to Jesus. Um, on a larger scale of life direction, <laughs> it has, I really learned it just looks like doing the next thing. Um, I've mentioned Elizabeth Elliot, and there is a poem uh, called Do the Next Thing that she frequently quotes in her talks and in her writing. Um, and I'm going to read it. Um, but it says, from an old English parsonage down by the sea, there came in the twilight a message for me. Its quaint Saxon legend, deeply engraven, hath, as it seems to me, teaching from heaven. And on through the doors, the quiet words ring like a low inspiration, do the next thing. Many a questioning, many a fear, many a doubt hath its quieting here. Moment by moment, let down from heaven, time, opportunity, and guidance are given. Fear not tomorrow's child of the king. Trust them with Jesus. Do the next thing. Do it immediately. Do it with prayer. Do it reliantly, casting all care. Do it with reverence, tracing his hand, who placed it before thee with earnest command. Stayed on omnipotence, safe neath his wing. Leave all resultings. Do the next thing. Looking for Jesus, ever serener. Working or suffering, be thy demeanor. In his dear presence, the rest of his calm, the light of his countenance, be thy psalm. Strong in his faithfulness, praise and sing. Then as he beckons thee, do the next thing. I mean, we could end the podcast <laughs> right there. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, like, absolutely. So good. Yeah. Do the next thing. That's so good. Yeah, my my internship coach for my internship that I went on, um, she her her newsletter is entitled Step by Step. I'm just kind of inspired by that concept. Not every day is going to look like I'm saying yes to jumping on a plane, but every day we have the opportunity to grow closer to the Lord, say yes in having that conversation with that person. Um, say yes to working hard at our schoolwork. Um, and yeah, I just, I recently have changed my degree plan um, and decided to stay here at school instead of moving to Canada for a different school. Um, and I just think what I have to remember is that I'm following the Lord step by step. I'm not following a plan that I think he's given me um, and so, yeah, just to follow the Lord instead of a plan, I think has been so sweet. 
Um, it's just been very comforting. And he is our shepherd. Who are we to think that he wouldn't guide us in every step of the way? Um, so yeah, that's just what I've been thinking about recently. Yeah. Eight, everything in me not to jump up and down right now. Like absolutely. I know I am losing my mind. <laughs> I about like started running circles. You guys you can hear what Anna's saying. Like this is amazing because God is speaking through her right now. But Anna, can you expand on, you said you started out as a nursing degree. You switched to in a linguistics degree. What, what happened to cause that? Yeah. So I didn't come to know the Lord until the summer after my senior year of high school. And so I last second switched to come to Cedarville because I wanted to learn more about the faith that I was now claiming. Um, and so I started a nursing major. I was never super confident about that. I just knew that I wanted to be at Cedarville um, and learn more about God because I didn't really know a whole lot. Um, and so, yeah, the switch to linguistics was really a missions switch, but it was a big switch because a year before I hadn't even known the Lord. And now like God is burdening my heart for Bibleless people and asking me to surrender my life to him in missions. Um, mm. So it was just, it was just a big jump. And the Lord was so kind in that process because I waffled around for a while. <laughs> Um, first semester, I was a nursing major. Second semester, I was a linguistics and Spanish major. Third semester of college, I was a Spanish education major. And then finally, fourth semester, <laughs> I landed and was a linguistics and Spanish major. Um, Spanish is my other, the other thing I'm studying here. Um, so yeah, but the Lord was so kind and gracious in that process because in all of my waffling, and all of my fears, he is allowing me to graduate on time. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just blown away by that because yeah, the Lord is just so kind to be patient with us and to bring us to where he wants us to be and not let us ruin our own lives, mm -hmm. which is just incredible and so gracious. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the process there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And one thing I love is like you're saying, you know, you you haven't really known Jesus all that long, but it seems to me that you you just had this desire to know him and he showed you that he's a missional God and he's like, "Hey, I I not only have an identity for you, but I have a, I have a purpose for your life that's way crazier than what you could have ever expected." Mm -hmm. And that's just amazing to hear that work inside of you. So as you're going through this degree process and, and following him, what does it look like to make disciples now where you're at? Yeah. So one of my favorite things about this year has been that Katie is in Cedarville <laughs> um, because we've just gotten to have so many mm -hmm. conversations about <clears throat> recruitment and getting people passionate about the Bible as people in the world. Um, and so, yeah, one of my favorite things about this year has been conversations over coffee that I've mm -hmm. had with people who are interested in Bible translation and conversations that I've had with really random people asking them, what do you want to do with your life? Oh, you want to be an accountant? You want to work in IT? You want to teach? Do you know how that can be used in Bible translation? Um, and just conversations like that have been have been so sweet. 
Um, yeah. So just being an outspoken advocate for Bible translation in general and missions in general has been one of my favorite things this semester. Um, I also get to co-lead a small group of first graders at my church on Wednesday nights, and they are just the sweetest little people ever. (laughs) I love them so much. Um, but one of the, in the first couple of weeks that I was with them this year, I explained to them and described to them how there are almost 2000 language groups in the world that don't have any scripture in them. And I just kind of asked them, I was like, what ling- how many languages do you think there are in the world? One girl says 10, one guy <laughs> says 31, a thousand. I'm like, there are a lot, 8,000, how many? You give or 8,000 ish yeah. languages in the world. And they were like, what? And I told them there are almost 2,000 of them that don't have the Bible in their language or however many the number is at now. Um, And I just explained to this one girl, I said, it's like if I were to set the Bible in Chinese in front of you and in in Mandarin in front of you and expect you to read it, do you think you'd be able to understand that? And she was like, no. And I told her that's, that's how it is for all of these people. They're never going to be able to hear about Jesus unless someone translates the Bible for them and goes and tells them about Jesus. Um, And so that was such a sweet conversation. Yeah, because one of the girls looked at me, she was like, then how are they going to be able to know Jesus? And Mm -hmm. I was like, Addie, that is exactly the question. You're And this sweet seven-year-old and just, yeah, these six and seven-year-olds catching a glimpse of a hopeless eternity um, without Christ. And so almost every week we ask for prayer requests in our small group. And pretty much every week, one of the kids will raise their hand and say, we need to pray that God will send missionaries around the world. Um, and so that people, people can hear about Jesus and, and we get to pray specifically for the missionaries that our church is sending out. And so that's just been that's been super sweet to see the heart of even six-year-olds for the nations. Come on. <laughs> Caitlin, I'm we like, don't even need to be part of this podcast. Like, yeah, Anna's going to take over next week, y'all. We're going to peace out. <laughs> the world. I love that. It's actually really sweet that you share that story because um, one of the projects I'm working on with our organization is about pretty much just like recruiting prayer warriors. And while a lot of that initiative is focused towards like adults and um, people that are kind of in their sunset years of life, like, I don't know, I'm kind of inspired to consider the the Sunday school pool of, you know, young students, young kids that just have this sweet faith like children. And I don't know, I don't know, you got me thinking about kind of that untapped pool of people that want to, people to know about Jesus. So Yeah, it you know, it just reminds me there's no there's no junior God. Mm. You know, the same God that's the God of a a sixty year old is the same God as a six year old. Mm -hmm. And uh Katie, yeah, we'll have to talk more about that later, but I've got a class of students that are fourth graders that I talk to regularly and they prayed for a year last year for three specific prayer requests and God did what they prayed for. Mm. So we had a big like Thanksgiving party the other day and I said, Okay, we're thanking him, but now we gotta pray more. So Anna, we just are thankful that you're um, mothering the children in that way in the heart of God and and just really grateful for that. Yeah. Um, Before we transition to just some fun get to know you questions, um, do you have any like last minute 
thoughts or a charge for your peers. Um, many of them are here at Cedarville. Many of them are in Missouri where Caitlin is from. And, and just as this reaches an audience of people that are eager to just learn more about what this all looks like, what, what would you have for them? Yeah. Um, this morning in chapel, we were going over Romans 10 and I just really coming out of that there is just, there's nothing better that than that you can do with your life than ministering the word of God to people, um, bringing the word of God to people who don't have it, who have never heard about Jesus. Um, I would just encourage you don't, don't waste your life on mm-hmm. things that don't matter. Um, things that, that will, that will perish, that won't pass into eternity. Um, it's so easy for us as college students to dream big about the beautiful houses that we could have and the really good jobs and all of the vacations that we could go on with all of the money that we make and our big jobs that we get with our degrees that we're getting. And those just aren't things that, that God asks us to prioritize. He, he says that we will that those who leave behind father and mother and brother and all of these things will be rewarded however many fold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I would just encourage you mm-hmm. to not waste your life and to trust the Lord with the fears that you have about what he's asking you to do um, because he cares so deeply about you and knows all of your fears um, and wants to comfort you in them and love you. Mm. Yeah. That's really good. Well, thank you for sharing all of your thoughts on all of that. Um, But now we're going to just transition into a fun time. I think we're going to do this with all of our interview guests. Um, We've got five rapid fired questions. So we'll just kind of ask them in succession. Um, Caitlin and I will take turns um, and I will give Caitlin the honor of asking the first question um, because it is absolutely her favorite and she asks it of everyone. So go ahead, Caitlin, kick us off. All right. So fair warning to all my friends listening to this that haven't been asked this question, you get a chance to prepare your answer. So Anna, my question to you is, what is your favorite way to eat a potato? Okay. My favorite way to eat a potato is mashed potatoes with gravy. What kind of gravy? Brown or? Um, Brown. (laughs) (laughs) So people have really specific gravy. Requirements. It's super specific. I know what I don't like, but I don't know what to call it. I I don't know. I yeah, we'll go brown gravy. <laughs> we turn this into an episode about potatoes and gravy. How fun. Yeah, you know, the earth is the Lord's and everything right. in it, including exactly. potatoes. Exactly. Okay, um, awesome. So number cool. two is what is the best book, movie, or quote that you have ever read? Um, on the theme of Elizabeth Elliot, I will be sharing my favorite <laughs> Elizabeth Elliot quote. Um Oh, and this is just so good. Okay, it's a question. It's a rhetorical question. Does it make any sense that the shepherd would care less about getting his sheep where he wants them to go than they care about getting there? That just, I don't know. That has just comforted all of my fears about my whole life since I ever heard it Mm. for the first time. So can you read that again slower? Yes. Um, does it make any sense that the shepherd would care less about getting his sheep where he wants them to go than they care about getting there? 
Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. I love Great. it. And number three. Okay, I'm on the theme of food today. So I feel like this is a common missionary question. So what's the best thing you've ever eaten and what's the oddest thing you've ever eaten? Okay, so the best thing I've ever eaten, I got to go to Italy once <laughs> and I ate pasta in Italy. So good. And that was just, oh man, if I could eat a meal again, that would be it. Um, yeah. And then Amazing. the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so I'd probably say when I was in Papua New Guinea, we ate crocodile nuggets like chicken nuggets. Well, see, I liked those. But they were crocodile. <laughs> they were fine. They were fine. It was just a crazy concept to me that I was eating crocodile. Chickens, not scary. Crocodiles? <laughs> what? Anyways, it was That's wild. Awesome. I love it. I love it. All right. Here's a fun one that is just hard for us to answer, I think, sometimes. But what is the most common compliment that you receive? Uh, <laughs> I've had her stewing on this one the whole episode. <laughs> Um, I would say, I would say the most common compliment I receive is that I'm a hard worker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. what I would say. That's great. So right. good. Last one, Kate. Yeah, last question. So what are you dreaming about these days? Um, right now I'm dreaming about moving into the apartment that I just signed a lease on with some of my closest friends. Um, yeah, just really looking forward to the next couple of years living with them and studying the Bible together. So me and my friends have just been dreaming about what the how we're going to decorate the apartment, how we're going to cook food. It's just been a really sweet time. Um, super grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anna, thank you so much for being with us today. It has just been such a delight to um, just host you on the podcast today and um yeah, for all of our listeners, the episode will be published on Wednesday morning. Um, so make sure that you uh, follow and um, just give us a, a rating and, and share with your friends. So thanks for listening in. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.